Oh, there he is. There he is. There that he fake is. Family portrait still in the you, background. Still in the background. They haven't kicked me out. Season seven. Season seven. Season seven. Season seven. Season seven. That's safe, Dadnet. Uh, back at work today in the uh, work office for those of you watching on YouTube. Puffy has not left home yet and will thus be likely late for the show once again. No, not if not if we uh, knock this out. Okay. And uh, Lester, uh, for the second time in three weeks, absent, but will be joining us. Lester was a last-minute delay because he had a meeting he forgot. It feels like anyone just can just show up whenever they want for this podcast. And I don't know who's running it, but uh, it's time to get your soldiers in order here. Yeah. Right. L- Lester uh, is taping his meeting and that will be our Tuesday bonus pod this week. So that's the good news. <laughs> Hopefully there's insider secrets. Mm. What we're doing. Uh, By the way, this, uh, the listeners have no idea of this, but uh, Puffy was supposed to still be on six minutes ago and he just joined us now. So even though he's on for the start of the podcast, unlike last week with Jennifer Jones, he is still late. No, what see what happened was I'm charging my phone currently. And so I, I came downstairs at one o'clock and uh, tried to log on and the host uh, was not there. And uh, just kept doing it, kept trying. Host is not there. So then after about 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. I went up, walked upstairs, and then I see the, uh, you know, you guys have decided to delay the podcast. And then so I came back downstairs and then gave you time to set up because you guys need to set up the record. And then I tried again and it worked. So I was not late. I was prompt. But I figured it was some good gentle hazing for my behavior last week. I actually, when you started that story and you went back upstairs, thought there was going to be a masturbation in there somewhere between the two. Oh, there, there was. There was. Once I knew I had that extra window of time. Right. It's extra three minutes. Don't um, need. Ray Ferraro. Uh, by the way, uh, apologies to our listeners slash viewers. Uh, again, I've got the uh, fluorescent lighting today. I look my TV self. And uh, I don't have my, I was hustled today. It was a very busy time with Grey Cup week. We have a Leafs game tonight. Jimmy's a little frazzled, didn't bring his headphones. So it's natural. It's audio au naturel today. So I hope that's not too annoying if you're listening in your car or uh, on your headphones at work. I'll, uh, I'll be better next time, I promise. Um, so Ray Ferraro, on the masturbation topic, <laughs> that's a good intro. Wow. Speaking of... I, uh, so we were in uh, Winnipeg this week for the uh, Western final. Thank you, Winnipeg. Um, great hosts. Love everybody in Winnipeg, except the one guy I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, but Ray Ferraro was also there with Gord Miller for a hockey game. So it was all these TSN crews coming together at once at the airport. And Ray Ferraro told me that I'm trying to think if this was a bunch of hockey player buddies or just buddies in general on the crew who uh, notify each other when they're on the road together, when they have pleasured themselves. They keep a count going on a road trip. So it's like a scoreboard thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll be in a group text much like ours and say, hey, I'm at seven. And the guy will be like, oh, just, just got to six a minute ago. Which, wow. again, to our, fe- to our female <laughs> listeners, men are just idiots. More yeah. proof, right? That's fair. I, I, I could picture Puffy in that group just being like, 
Seven, eight, and nine, suckers. <laughs> it's a competition, let's just say. I would take it serious. So I, I, I said people would have paid were great. Another great weekend. Uh, I, I was frozen. I will admit, maybe we've discussed this before. I grew up in Ottawa, and I feel like Ottawa is the coldest capital in the world. That I was a tough kid, right? I, was, I grew up in cold-ass winters. And then I moved to BC for one year, and then I moved here. And now I've been here for two decades. And I've gotten so soft. It's, it's remarkable how quickly you get soft, how fast you lose your Canadiana. And so in Winnipeg this week, you know, the start of the game wasn't too bad. It was snowing. It was like minus five. By the fourth quarter, it was like the wind chill was minus 30. Ooh. Okay? And so I now... As Sarah Lesky mocked me relentlessly, she's on the sidelines the whole game. I could duck back in. You know, I'm not doing play-by-play. I'm hosting, so I could do a thing at the end of the half, duck back in, come out. So I only came out with maybe eight minutes left in the game because I have to do the trophy presentation to the winning team. And so I was probably out there, and then I had to do a couple of panels with Jim Barker and Farhalalji. And so I was probably out for a total of maybe an hour. I was so damn cold. <laughs> Did you see the post-game interview with Winnipeg quarterback Zach Kalaros? With, with you? He no. Not, he could not speak. He was like this. a big win for the team. When you look at this, the, I mean, the adversity that this group faced, when was the last time you were a part of a game like what we just saw today? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's amazing to get the win. Uh, it really should have been that close. You know, we... Gained a bunch of points the first half, and uh, yeah, our defense kept us in it, and uh, we finished there at the end. You're understanding right now what it's like to be a sideline reporter in this week. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Some big catches from your receivers, but what can you say about number 33 and what he was 33 is back, man. He's back. That's uh, great to have him out there. Offensive line was rolling. It was awesome. Go get warm. Congratulations, Zach. So <laughs> he was frozen, like legit frozen. So I don't know. Uh, you know, you Winnipeggers, Saskatchewaners, uh, Everybody in the cold parts of the country, uh, good on you because Jimmy's soft. And I'm going to guess that Stoff and, Le- and Puffy are also soft. Minus 30s, um, that is very cold. Well, I and mean, th- yeah. if I ever got invited on one of these road trips, which a bunch of our listeners, by the way, when you tweeted out that uh, uh, that picture of, uh, I guess, Winnipeg right before the game, were asking where Lester and I were. So I guess we'll never find out how soft we are. However, I do have an interesting fact for you here, Jimmy. Ottawa is the seventh coldest capital city in the world. So number seven, uh, number one, Mongolia's capital. Really? Okay, well, that's what I grew up with, okay? Maybe it's the coldest capital of like the G8 countries or something, or the G7 or whatever. Uh, Are you going to tell me now that the Rideau Canal is not the longest skating rink in the world? Are you going to ruin all of my childhood thoughts about my city? You would have been better off if you were conceived in Mongolia, clearly. (laughs) Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Uh, Stuff, on that point about uh, listeners and viewers writing to ask about you guys, I want to wait till Lester comes on because he'll like to hear this. Just remind me when Lester comes on. I have one more story about Winnipeg. All right. Mm -hmm. One more story about Winnipeg. 
for now. So we're, we're not going to ask him about his week, though, right? No, no, no. no. About no, Jimmy's we week. I mean, we would have in the first 10 minutes of the pod, but he wasn't here for that. Yeah. Uh, he'd also probably like to hear this, but I don't care. We're going to do it anyway because he's not here yet. Uh, a, a rare version of A-hole or A-OK. Is it a think you guys know me well we've been friends for a long time jimmy's not a confrontational person in fact i do not i do not like confrontation very yes, much i right. have if it, if it has to happen once in a while sometimes things happen but i avoid it if i can avoid it if it's necessary it's necessary mm-hmm. first definitely in public very not confrontational so sunday morning of the western final coach barker uh, coach Jim Barker, former Argos coach, former NHL, uh, <laughs> CFL GM. He's my panelist for the weekend. We get dropped off at the Winnipeg Stadium uh, in a cab. Now, it's a snowstorm. Like I said, not freezing yet, but it's a snowstorm. And we're tra- you have to get dropped off the back of the stadium for the media entrance. And the security guard guy at the front of the parking lot says, I've been told I can't let any cars in here. We're in a cab. So we can, the, the entrance is probably 300 yards away. It's a little roundabout. And so the cab would drop us off and come back out. So Coach Barker, he, he doesn't mind confrontation as much as me. <laughs> he says, come on, buddy. Come on. The cab's just going to drop us off. He wasn't mean, but he's just like, the cab's going to j- just drop us off. Now Lester's coming in, so I'll have to start the story again. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Awesome job, both of you. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Rubber Boots Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. A lot of laughs. Good times. (laughs) Classic in the books. There he is. (laughs) I know exactly what you guys are doing. There's no way you guys are finished. (laughs) Uh, Barely started. (laughs) Puffy just got here a minute ago. Just that? uh, Let's let Lester give a little love to November. Movember, Lester did a great job. He's now cleanly shaved again. Thank you very well much. Done, yes, well it worked done. out very well. Very, very pleased. Uh, thank you, everybody out there, for the support. And uh, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the process, for sure. So, I, yeah. just realized I, uh, I just realized I forgot to donate to Lester's campaign. That's well, all right, man. Getting them next year. Listen, you, you're, rich, you're, you're rich by life in so many other ways, James. It's okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, I'm in the middle of a story, but Lester, let me go back to the other one before I forget. Please. Uh, we were talking about Winnipeg in the Western final. Three different people. Three different people yelling to me from the stands. First one, say hi to Lester and Stoff. Second one, where's Lester and Stoff? Third one, Tell Lester and Stop I love them. No puppy mentions three <laughs> Lester and Stop from the crowd. The only way that I'm makes sense is these are three listeners that were for the Jennifer Jones interview and they only stayed for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason that could have happened. Or their day one Lester and Stop show. Stop. Absolutely. So. Stop. We should we should do a thank you pod just for that, for those guys. I those think listeners. we should do a tour. Of Winnipeg, wow. just different parts of Winnipeg. We'll do live. That's yes. a great idea. I'm not going in the winter, though, just so you know. F- fair enough. 
Is it possible it was one guy going to three different parts of the stadium and changing his voice to make you guys feel better about that? I've it often works. said I've often said that our our listenership, whatever it is, twenty thousand or whatever listens to this podcast, does not reflect when I go to football games. Because if there's only twenty five thousand people at a football game and three or four people are yelling about the rubber boots podcast. Well, if you project that over the entire nation, that's like, do you do the math? That's like 500,000 uh, people, Puffy, right? Yeah. 500, I, I would say almost over half the country, to be honest with you, in my mind. But uh, that's right. Three out of 25,000 projected would be half the country. <laughs> yeah. If you round, if you round up. It's a lot exactly. of corners at that stadium. Okay, Lester, I'm glad you joined us because uh, we just started a. Uh, a rare edition of A-Hole or A-OK this season. Okay. We played your wonderful theme. Thank you. And uh, I was talking about going to the stadium on Sunday morning in a snowstorm and a security guard not letting our cab drop us at the door. We were probably 300 yards away from the door. And Coach Barker, he wasn't happy. So he gave the guy a little bit of a, little bit of a piece of his mind. And Coach Barker was paying for the cab because Jimmy doesn't pay for cabs. And... <laughs> So I walked up and I said, you know, I got to say something to this guy. And I, mm. I don't usually say something, but I just said in a very kind way, I said, buddy, you know, just, just think and be nice, right? It's nine o'clock in the morning. The game doesn't start for six hours. Mm. We're not going anywhere. The cab's going to go up to that roundabout and come out. The cab doesn't want to go in there and park illegally. Mm -hmm. said, think, just think, just use your head and think, and just, mm -hmm. just be nice. Just be nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. He didn't respond that the way I thought he would respond. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I'm the head of security and I don't make any exceptions. So when I said you're not coming in, you're not coming in. So now Jimmy was a little angry. Big power of course. Because I've always felt like security guards, uh, and I'm sure we have security guards listening. I don't really mean security guards in general, but parking lot security guards are on one of the great power trips of all time. Mm -hmm. And if we have any parking lot security guards listening, I'm not trying to loop you all together, even though I just did. But <laughs> the odd parking lot security guard, I mean, this is their place for power in the world. So then Jimmy got a little passive aggressive. And I said, still in very calm voice, I said pretty much what I just told you. I said, bud, listen, I know that this is your place of power in the world. This is where you can be all powerful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very passive aggressive. <laughs> kind of a-hole. But... But again, I'm just saying, you've got to use your head. You just have to be logical and you'll get further in the world that way. If you're just logical and nicer to people. This was his comeback. Now he's right in my face. I'm 21 years old. I'm the head of security. I make $50,000 a year. That's wow. more than you'll ever make in your life. <laughs> I love this guy. Wow. This guy's awesome. <laughs> wow. Jimmy, you better wow. not take that. You should. Wow. I, uh, frankly, I just couldn't think of a good answer besides, you know, being braggadocious, which I wouldn't be. I, I have to admit, I was impressed that at 21, he was making 50 grand working the parking lot at Winnipeg Stadium. That's not bad. You know, Damn good. I, I so, kind of uh, doubt that one. Slow, slow little quiet clap, but, and I don't know why the head of security would be working would actually the be the guy out in the snow at 9 a.m. Yeah. blocking the parking lot. Because because he takes his job that seriously. 
Let me just say, I hope he's one day the head of security at a major airport so we don't have the terrorists winning. This guy's shutting <laughs> things down. The security wow. guards you like, Jimmy, would be letting everyone just walk through. Wow. I did, you know what? I wish I could tell you guys I had a great comeback, uh, but I didn't. And uh, I kind of thought about it all day, all the comebacks I missed. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I said something like, yeah, you just keep telling yourself that. That was just a terrible uh, comeback, right? That's, uh, all, that's all I have. So you anyway, should have said, said something like, I got Seuss worth more than that. You know, <laughs> I just I didn't want to do the comeback. Yeah, I know, I know. So was I in the wrong? Should I have just accepted my fate and walked through the snow for 300 yards? Uh, I felt like I was backing up Coach Barker a little bit because Coach Barker was the first one who got mad at him. So I'm like, I kind of got to follow up Coach Barker and, and give this guy a little bit of trouble. Should I look? He's doing it. Probably his boss, the real boss of security, has told him no exceptions, no cars get in here, right? But yes, was Jimmy wrong to be passive aggressively in his face? Oh, obviously, yes. Oh, yes, yes. I'm team security on this one. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I think the guy was rude, to be truthful. Um, like, just, you know, Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze, be nice. Oh, I thought you meant Gosh, I should have sorry, his, I, I should have ripped his throat, throat out. Or, no, no, no. Be, be nice. Could no. Have. No, guys, I'm sorry. My mandate says I can't let this car pass here. I'm sorry. Mm. You guys are going to have to walk. Or something like that. Now, here's my question to you, though. Did you not show your media accreditation? Oh, he didn't like, care. That's wow. his media accreditation. And well, again. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me in any way, right baby. Right there. Look, it, it was only... 300 yards we had to walk but it was a snowstorm so i mean it is was it a little prima donna-ish maybe but you're right lester like to me if he had said in the first place when the cab pulled up hey guys i'm really sorry we just can't let any cars in here it would have been fine but instead it was no no one's coming in no out here and that's what said yeah. coach barker who's also a nice sure. man off. i think uh in initially you guys were probably the a-holes uh for pushing for it since this guy can't let you in, but at the same time, he was clearly on a power trip. Um, yeah, it's just he shouldn't have behaved the way he did. So, all good, Jimmy. You just you got to sharpen up your comebacks. I do. I really do. Hey, George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. <laughs> Nobody busts my chops. Congratulations, oh, um, And it was a part of it. was a tough travel weekend for the coach and I. And I, I'm, I hate being the complainer about travel because I'm so fortunate to go to these games. But Pearson Airport on Saturday morning was the single worst I've ever seen it domestically. I've had some bad experiences at customs before the Nexus days. But... I can't even describe to you how bad it was. And so I would not have made my flight if not for Coach Barker, because I showed up like an hour and 20 before, which I figured was time. I didn't have to check my bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's good, isn't it? 90 minutes. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. You're lucky that parking attendant wasn't working the security line. <laughs> <laughs> You I, mean, I was there like 10 minutes before the flight. I don't understand why they didn't <laughs> let me out right away. <laughs> you fair. have your boarding pass. 
you have Nexus, you're not checking any bags. That's plenty of time to get to a flight. So the Nexus line, and uh, if anyone's not familiar with Nexus, it's the trusted traveler thing where you have to fill out 8 million forms. Puff, you have it now, right? Yeah, but mine got, uh, during the pandemic, did not uh, re up yuppy and so I'm in a little bit of a limbo limbo. <laughs> <laughs> do either of you guys have Nexus? No, I do not, unfortunately. Of first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this whole discussion is going to be somewhat first world problems. No, it's a travel problem. So the Nexus line, you go to the airport, there's the regular line. And then there's the, uh, you can get a... Uh, a priority line if you're in business class or whatever mm -hmm. and the nexus line okay so some geniac had decided to combine the uh, priority line with the nexus line by the way advertisement i think part of the problem is you can get these new credit cards i got it uh aeroplane because i thought i was going to lose status because i haven't flown uh, you, this uh you get this new air i'm not this is not a sponsor they, they can sponsor us but you can get this amex aeroplane and, and you can get priority line just by getting the credit card right Ooh. wow just so make, sure you, make sure you don't show the number on that bad boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> numbers in the back, isn't it? Yeah. Numbers in the back. Rewind, right? rewind. Damn it. Um, anyway, I think my my philosophy is that too many people have these credit cards now, and so everybody's in the priority line. Anyway, it's a boring story. <laughs> boring story. The point is, uh, they only had one little security thing open for the, and there was five hundred people in line. So. If I hadn't gotten in with Coach Barker, who was like 30th in line, it still took us an hour and a half. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, is, whoa, 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 You butted? Okay, okay, hold on. A-hole or a-hole? Now we're talking a-hole. Wow. <laughs> hold on. Wow. Yikes. Hold on. You, were, you had a tough weekend, buddy. It's a tough weekend. <laughs> I see Coach Barker mm -hmm. in line. Mm -hmm. I say to the three people behind him, I'm traveling with this gentleman. Do you guys mind if I come in? All of them say okay. Now, what about the 297 people behind them? Screw them. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see this from the 21-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's making stacks. And this guy's trying to get special treatment. <laughs> playing fast We're, and loose with the rules. Let me ask the you this. Were you at the point yet where the flight attendant would have said, anybody going to Winnipeg, going to Winnipeg, you know, they would have fast-tracked you? Well, I find that happens in in um, customs, like they'll. But I, I don't know that that happens in security much, does it? Because in customs, they'll say flight to Houston or whatever, and they'll move you to the which which is crazy in a way because it defeats the purpose. You're rewarding people who got there late, right? In a yeah, way, yeah, kind of like the butters. Yeah, it's, it's like when you sit on the plane and they're like, "We're just waiting for two more people," and they're paging them through the whole airport. It's like, just, right. let's go. But to Lester's point, I was kind of expecting that and it didn't happen. Uh, but then I was thinking in my head, like I saw a bunch of other TSN crew guys come in after me, you know, the guys who travel all the time for hockey and they were further back in the line. So uh, I figured you know, I, I, it was a mess. So you knew the flight was going to get delayed. But here's the point I've been working up to for the last 15 minutes. This was the real problem. So you only had one little security gate. So you know how you put your bag through, and then it can go one of two ways. It can go through, or it can get flagged, and it takes a little turn and goes down the other route. Oh, right? no. This dude, the, Mr. X-Ray, I don't know if it's his first day on the job or who pissed in his Cheerios, and I'm not exaggerating, nine out of every ten bags, uh, uh, 
to uh, come on, guy. So once Coach and I got through security, we waited forty minutes to get our bag because the pile of bags. Oh wow! Was there was 40, 40 like it was fifty. I never seen this before. And you know all the guys. So this the guys are they have to change their little plastic gloves every time. So in my particular case, in almost every case there was nothing. You know, somebody had one little liquid. They didn't separate or whatever. I separate my liquids carefully and all that. So the guy's going through my bags, picking out my underwear and sex toys and things like that. Oh, I mean, sorry. Um, and uh, he get, so he gets to, I had, I was going to Winnipeg. I had the hot pockets. Yeah. I had one, one for my, one for my, I brought two for my hands figuring I'd be out there a long day. I'd change halfway through the day. And one for my feet. Three hot pockets. Hold he on. Goes, oh, this is it. This you is hold on. One second. Question? Mm -hmm. You have two hands, right? <laughs> Do you not also have two feet? Yeah. No, you idiot. Each you get two hot two. pockets in one package. Yeah, I, I got that, James. Oh. So what was the third package? <laughs> I'm not the only one. There's listeners that were confused. Mm, and producers. Here's my thinking and packing. <laughs> my feet, I'm not going to take off my boots in the middle of the day and put new hot pockets in, but in my gloves, it would be easy to do. Thus, we're, we're talking about the microwavable snack here, right? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, here's an actual question because I've always seen those at the dollar store. Like, the, you know, you open it and I guess the heat, that stuff actually works. Yeah, really good. Oh, okay. Really good. Better in mittens than gloves because, you know, you can hold it right up by your fingies. Mm -hmm. And better, the I find the hand one work better than the feet, but they're very good if you get, have to be stuck outside. In fact, they're they're lifesavers. Mm -hmm. So this dude tries to tell me, he goes, ah, this was the problem. This is why you got flagged. You had three. You're only allowed to carry a minimum, uh, a maximum of two hot pockets. I'm like, are you? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There is no rule in the Canadian transportation system about a maximum number of hot pockets. There's hot no chance that rule exists. <laughs> I think he, I think it does. Wouldn't it be funny? Start playing by the rules, buddy. <laughs> It'd be funny to find out after the fact that there was some type of like a just for last gag or something like that. <laughs> and Jimmy's the. the <laughs> I was looking I for the that. cameras. Ashton yeah. Kutcher's yeah. hiding somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, beyond right, that, yeah, people yeah. in Winnipeg were awesome. Got to go for the Saturday night beer with Roddy and dinner. Oh. Unfortunately, it was not the two nights early. So Roddy and I, one beer each, professionals to bed. Puffy would have been very disappointed. Come on. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Wow. I don't even know uh, why you bother to tell us that story. Yeah, it's awful. Also, Puffy, a warning for Grey Cup week this week. I know yes. that you're, you're going to be – Puffy usually partakes in the Grey Cup festivities, right? I enjoy it to uh, the town, yeah. Safely, safely. Um, we have to get tested every time you go into the stadium. What? So if, like, let's say Roddy, for example, or Jimmy or Kate Burness or anyone test positive on the day of the game, we can't, we can't do the game. So, like, if Puffy is out carousing Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you test positive, Puffy can't be there for the game. The whole show falls well, apart. Ooh, so all, all the party well, has to work. <laughs> You're pretty much asking for it. At this I, got, I, sh I should have held off one week on my booster. Anyway, it, hold on, is it a uh, deep, uh, deep test or is it just a little uh, rectal, like sort of rectal, rectal, I heard. Ooh, rectal. 
It's the quickest way. You're like, I just went outside again. I better get retested. <laughs> Puffy, you're here every 10 minutes. Yeah, that's benign today, sir. Puffy, you don't smoke. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I smoke. I smoke. <laughs> Smoking all day long. <clears throat> okay, let's get to our, our session. Soft has put together another lovely uh, bit of uh, information for us here on, uh, on the Rubber Boots Podcast, brought to you by our friends at BetSafe.net. I'd like to say hello again to our friends at BetSafe.net. I forgot to mention them off the top, as I often do. So uh, why don't we do a little thing called Things I Saw on Twitter, brought to you by BetSafe.net. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. Perfect. And this could also be BetSafe. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. I always, this, always I also, I also have a breaking news gambling related app. Ooh, I like this. Double double the breaking. Uh, okay, we'll start with this here. And as you'll see I, behind me, I have the uh, wonderful picture of the Jetsons and their family car. And the reason for that is uh, this tweet, I believe. The Puffy, did you send this to our group? This, this like wasn't me. It was James. Oh, okay. James. James. James, sorry. So. Well, it, nevertheless, uh, quite a good tweet as well. And it basically shows a vehicle that flies. A, this is a one-person one, so I guess kind of like the dog behind me there. Uh, and it looks like one of these Jetson vehicles. Uh, it is a Swedish startup group has designed the Jetson One, a perso- personal electric aerial vehicle that anyone can own and fly. Now, I already have a problem with that last part because there's Big some time. people that shouldn't be allowed to walk. But uh, so probably not anyone should be able to own and fly these. But uh, pretty crazy glimpse into the future. What do you guys think? Well, I noticed it because I, I think it's cool. I have I have a lot of flying dreams. We haven't done the dream segment in a long time. But my good dreams are usually about flying. I love to fly in my dreams. When, when you say you dream of flying, like you dream of being on a plane? No, I dream that I'm flying. Such a lovely day to go. Oh, wow. okay. I don't think I've ever had that. I have a lot of flying dreams. And I get very sad when I wake up and I wasn't flying. Um, so, but this looked cool. Like it, it looks almost like a kid toy that's real. Having said that, I, like I was trying to look at it. It seemed to be hovering fairly low above the ground. Like this doesn't look like something you're going up in the sky with. But would you die if you crashed or they have like F1 type, you know, material on this thing it will be okay well as someone pointed out in the comments section of the tweet uh they don't show it taking off or landing <laughs> so <laughs> you know pro- you probably don't want to be the first one to test the t- technology out so, it, so it's, it's not the right cool. brothers it's the wrong brothers mm, yes <laughs> now, now now stop uh you said that there was uh some sort of crazy info on the timing of this some well yeah t- this just completely blew my mind because i already had a jetson story i was going to present to you guys this week uh as part yeah. of i read it on reddit and what i came across was um on reddit someone they calculated that george jetson the father from the jetsons would have been conceived this past weekend no way birthday wow. on the show is august 27th 2022 so he's born August of next year. He would have been conceived now. And the reason I found that crazy was because what I was actually going to bring up to you guys is like Jetson's about to be born. Where the hell are the flying cars that we were promised 
Boom, yeah, they are. Time. By the time he's 40, this is going to be a reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're there almost. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so, like, how old, <laughs> is Mr. how old does Mr. Jetson look there? Mr. Jetson probably, what, they have a, I can't 40. remember, they have a kid? Yeah, they got the kids, yeah. Yeah, they got the kids, they got a dog. Probably, probably my 40, age. Five. Yeah, I'd say he's yeah, in. My age, around there. Around the 40, 45. I, I'm not sure if we'll have the like the flying dog thing behind them in 40 years, but I Why can't they just like... bring the dog in their own pod. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe um, dogs have taken a step backwards in the future in terms of their or or maybe nature. they've gained their independence. That's true. <laughs> That's like dog rights true, true. right there. Gets yeah, his wow. own vehicle. Do you think there's young listeners who don't know who the Jetsons are? Or 100%. is there enough nostalgia out there now that people understand? But they will no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think I think the Jetsons. For me, I'll, I'll say. I mean, I I knew the Jetsons, the ba, 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 da, that song, but I don't know. I can't remember a lot about. It. I didn't really watch a lot of Jetsons. I was a yeah. Looney Tunes guy. I would have seen more Flintstones than Jetsons. I'd say it was Hanna Barbera. I believe it was the same company. Yep. I believe yep. that produced it. But uh, yeah, the Flintstones was definitely a bigger deal. Yeah. Uh, what else you got stuff? Uh... It's a photo of, uh, I believe this is a rep- Republican representative. Uh, he has his whole family doll holding semi-automatic oh. weapons. And the caption says, right. Santa, please bring ammo. Uh, my question to you guys, uh, given that these guys are clearly from the South and rather trigger happy, if you are indeed Santa, is this a house you want to get caught tiptoeing around? <laughs> not at night. No. Something tells no. me it's not going to end well. No. I think we may have talked about this on our a Christmas episode before, but there is somebody I follow on Twitter who every Christmas posts all the pictures of kids getting guns for Christmas. And yes, we have. And, and there are hundreds of them. On Thanksgiving, I don't know if it's the same person or a different guy. There's another guy on Thanksgiving who goes through and posts all the tweets of Americans talking about hot cousins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. It's very funny. And there are tons. I guess you must just do a Twitter search for hot cousins. Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds of Americans who are like, got to sit beside my hot cousin tonight at the Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> very weird. We love our neighbors, uh, especially our one listener in Pittsburgh. Um <laughs> Uh, Brian Kelly, this uh, is probably a little old by the time you listen to it, but it's worthy of, of talking about uh, the new coach at LSU who uh, who did his first speech at an LSU basketball game and suddenly had adopted a uh, Louisiana accent. Well, this is a great way to get started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans. Now, I have a little sympathy for this guy. And tell me if any of you, like when I go, do any of you fall into the traps of being in a different province, Quebec or a different country or state in the United States, and you do start to adopt the accent a little bit? Has have any of you fallen into that? After I, how long? I don't know. Like Three hours for James. Three hours. I will say my daughters and son have given me a hard time that after like a week in Turks, sometimes I'll start to do a little bit of that. Oh, no. <laughs> that is just 
<laughs> no. <laughs> and they're so I don't even think that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Leaf Hockey on TSN. I'm James Dutty. Just back from vacation. Bob McKenzie and Jeff O'Leal are on the panel tonight. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the other thing that I definitely do, um, which some... There was another politician who was accused of this. I think it was Kamala Harris uh, a couple of weeks ago in France or something, started talking with a French accent in English. And I definitely do this. We went to Italy for three weeks and then Spain for a couple of weeks a few years ago. And I start to speak the old thing about speaking English with an Italian accent, hoping <laughs> they'll understand it better, right? <laughs> do, do you have the fish? The fish today. Hey, the oh. fish special. Do you have the fish special? You're why not using. You you're that? not using your hands enough, Jim. Enough. That's the problem. That's lost. But why do humans do that? Why do we think they are going to understand better if we speak in their accent? I I, I don't know. But to, to answer to, you, to to speak to your first question, I actually remember this is this is I was 18 years old. I was very fortunate to have been able to go to uh, London, England, and and uh, and Scotland. With, uh, with our high school band. And I remember getting there one or two days in, and every once in a while I would say a word it, with the accent. And uh, a, a number of people said to me, you know, whole sentences were coming out with the accent. Now, you're young, you're a little bit sleep deprived. Uh, so, but honestly, I did not um, intend to do it. It just happened, you know? So, mm. and I, my cousin, my, my cousin Karen, she lives in, she lives in London now. She's definitely got the idea. You live somewhere, you'll pick it up for sure. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sure. it doesn't Even surprise after me. A month or so. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Where did Jimmy go? He's trying Jimmy? Out his accents. Maybe he took a call. But that's never happened to either of you guys? No, my sister. My sister. She, I remember she went to Manchester for the summer. And she came back. Oh, that, and that's, she just was, a, that's just a fun one to steal. She was yes. talking like, I got to go to the bog. Like, you know, like, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> she was all, she had total, like, I'm like, you've been there a month. Like, give me a break. But she was all in. But, but that's the funny thing, too, about it, is that my cousin, uh, his girlfriend, Susie, she's from Manchester. And you know what? The accent's never gone away. You know, yeah. she's, oh, it's never going to go away for her. Yet, if we go over there, we change. It's weird. Yeah. You know, it's strange. And then, then you get into singing. Oh, my God. You know, Paul McCartney said, thank you very much. It's great to be here from Liverpool. And then I want to hold you. You know, yeah. like, it, yeah, it goes right away. singing it flat, technically. What, yeah. Yeah. You know, they always, they always do that. James, James has left this Guys, uh, we, podcast. we've done it. We finally well, I think, done it. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> I, I don't know what's finally. happened. Wow. Hey, Lester, did you okay. see that, um, that Beatles documentary? Um, the scene where um, uh, uh, Paul McCartney's uh, writing the song. Or I haven't the seen. I, I haven't seen any of that documentary yet. I, I will shout out to our, our president of TSN, uh, Stuart Johnston. I had to see. I happened to see him last week mm -hmm. when we were talking about it, and he says it's unbelievable. And his point is exactly that: how much of a leader Paul McCartney is. So, I have not seen it as yet. I'm, I I don't have that. Uh, that I think Disney, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it. Yeah. But I need to get that because but as a music here. fan alone. But yeah. the the clip of um, him like writing, like coming up with this song, yeah. is uh, it's on Twitter or something. Like people mm -hmm. have posted it. It's probably about a two or three minute scene, yeah. and it's and it's just like I was just as someone who writes songs. It, I'm sure I love to hear like your just your thoughts watching sure. it because it's yeah. it's incredible 
Like, it's like, he's just kind of like strumming and like, he's not even like lyrics. It's like, he's mumbling. Yep. And then yep. all of a sudden it, it just like starts coming. And then, and then um, Ringo and George Harrison are kind of just watching him. And mm -hmm. then uh, Ringo starts like tapping and mm -hmm. uh, Harrison starts playing a thing. And, and then it's a hit song. Like just I can't remember together. the exact song. But it's like, and then he starts singing lyrics and it's like, yep. it's like, oh my God, like that's how, I wonder if how is that if it's done like that in some, I guess it is obviously in some cases, but it was pretty cool to watch yeah. um, uh, a band do that. Like, like, I yeah. 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 what you're talking about is vocalizing. Yes. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, Sorry, we're just talking about the new Beatles doc. You missed the whole what you watching segment. Watching. Oh, so, I, I actually have not seen it yet either. I'm very much looking forward to it, but I've heard that you're only gonna hate Yoko Ono even more. So oh yeah. I did see the uh the clip, and I'm not sure if I'm guessing it was from the doc of uh Paul McCartney coming up with uh Get Back. Get back yeah, on Twitter. Get, that's the song, yeah. That's well, the song. song. Okay, okay. Have you, have you seen song, that? Oh, that's that's what you were talking about? Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about, yeah. That, yeah, I still and, remember the song. You see, I, I'm sure Lester is the exact same way, and I would love to watch you do it because that's always fascinated me. Uh, as you know, you know, I when I'm trying to come up with songs, I I have no instruments, so I sit there in my head and go, "Don't take my goal away today." <laughs> <laughs> but to watch a guy on guitar like Paul McCartney, and if you watch it, Lester, he's like riffing. He's got a little bit of like a thing. But he, and he's just kind of like mumbling words. And he keeps on going and finally it starts to come together. And then all of a sudden, get back, get back. And he's got it like yeah. two minutes. Yeah. The song. It's crazy. Hey, so sometimes it's that easy. I'm writing my Christmas song right now. And I'll tell you, I've, I've, you know, I'm no Paul McCartney, but, you know, definitely for me, you know, I have an idea, some lyrics in my head, and it's it's the mumbling and stuff like that. By the way, it, you sounded a lot like Bob Dylan there. Uh, yeah. that's, that's all I got. <laughs> I, uh, Vocal inspiration. I've told, I've told you guys all the people before. I, I've I've entered one karaoke contest in my entire life. Um, J Peak Ski Resort. One Christmas, me and Brooksy were just dating. And I did uh, Bob Dylan singing uh, Madonna's Papa Don't Preach. And I won first prize. I still have the trophy. Have What does the trophy look like? <laughs> A little trophy from some bar in like yeah, I think it was it was J Peak for sure. J Peak Vermont, a little J Peak Vermont karaoke contest, but a two dollar trophy. I don't have it anymore. I, I didn't. I don't really. I didn't really keep it. Please. I think I got a jacket too. I think I got a J Peak hoodie. It was a big night for Jimmy. Nice. nice. I'm sure that sealed the deal with Brooksy, by the way. Oh nice. yeah. Yeah, the performance. Yeah. Brooksy had. I don't think she had any idea what the hell I was doing, but uh, people were laughing, so she said, "Oh, maybe he's funny." <laughs> this may pay off in the long run. <laughs> Maybe play this the long one. game with this one. <laughs> See those bags now. <laughs> What's that? Brooksy Maybe he'll get into security in Winnipeg. Brooksy <laughs> and I have started watching. This is a sign. I don't know that we're officially old because I think the demographics for these shows, but for whatever reason, when I'm off, we started watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy on CTV, oh. the, the seven-day combination. Jeopardy really makes you feel dumb. Okay. 
The category oh, last night was Canada. And I got oh, one no. out of five. One, one out of five? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, they were hard. First, it was this territory separated from the north. I'll give it to you. I'll try to remember the question. Okay. You guys can buzz in. This, uh, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, this territory separated from the Northwest Territories. Go. None, None of it. None of it. Yeah. I How thought did it was you not know that? Yukon's Yukon. It literally Yukon. just happened. Like When I went up in school, when I grew up in school, it was Yukon in the Northwest Territory. Exactly. Yeah. And, the, and it said 10 territory. years ago. You weren't well, in school. All right. Keep going. Uh, this subsidiary uh, of the... In the northern Yukon, this river uh, is a, like a subsidiary of the that runs into BC or something like that. What kind of question is that? Go, Poppy. I don't. Question. I don't even understand what you were saying. Yeah, question. Yeah. Some river that runs. It was a river that runs from the Yukon. This is the why you can't. Re- you cannot replace Quebec. It was Klondike. Klondike Road. Okay, Klondike. Klondike. Yeah. yeah, I would have got there if you. Okay, no, I got this one. Then they showed a house in PEI, and this house is based on the 1844 Anna novel. Yeah, there you go. Seriously, you... Oh, I was, oh, was going to say, if you didn't get that one, I'm like... It was the only one I got. Stop watching Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> it's going to hurt you. <laughs> uh, where are we? Stop. Just wrapping up things I saw on social media. Uh, I came across oh, this tweet okay. I found interesting uh, because you had very thin walls in Regina. Comedian Hannah Dickinson tweets, what's upsetting about hearing my neighbor have sex is realizing she can hear me ask my dog if we're best friends multiple times a day. Which I <laughs> uh, Pretty good. Do we want to do that's funny bar- stuff. Do we want to do the barnacles or do we want to save that for next week? Maybe. Yeah, okay. let's save the barnacles. Let's tease yeah. it next big, week on the Rubber Big Podcast tease. by BetSafe.net. Yeah. Barnacle information. Hot barnacles. barnacles. It's actually fascinating stuff. I, yeah. I watched the video. Mm-hmm. I never. It's it's amazing to me, and it, it and it involves sex, so it might be as popular as our cloaca. Cloaca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cloaca. We're, we're big in the animal kingdom reproductive organs crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So what do what do we? Uh, Oh, we could also tease we're going to have a giveaway next week. We're going to give away some uh, – uh, we are big supporters of women's hockey on this podcast. We want to see it grow and take over the world. Uh, so we're going to give uh, some tickets away to uh, women's hockey. And what, what city is that in, Stop? Because it will be kind of a localized giveaway. I have yet to confirm that, Jimmy. All right, Stop. When, when I do, next, yeah, we'll Tuesday night, next, next Tuesday night, you will know. All right. I think I think Ho's still looking for his uh, swag from last year's contest. <laughs> well, I, I saw. Did you not send out the swag? I intern on that. No, Ho's uh, Ho told me not to mail his, just to give it to Puffy, which you know it's oh. going to turn into. However, wow. I've had to sell Ho's just to defray the cost of shipping the rest of the stuff. So, <laughs> wow, that's what it is. Hey, stop! Do I owe you money to shipping uh, the shipping yeah, stuff? Yeah, a little bit actually. I I had no idea how expensive mailing stuff would be first and foremost. So maybe another Probably. week I can tell my adventures at the post office because it was quite fun mailing those things out. Wow! When I wrote Beauties, you know, everybody that was in the book, I promised them a copy of of Beauties, Hockey's Greatest Untold Stories, now available in paperback just in time for Christmas. And uh, <laughs> I point. I. I promised them all a copy. And then I realized, like, the publishers don't take care of that kind of thing. They'll send out a few. I must have spent a grand sending out 
and then you're you're spending money sending out books to you know Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky, and but you're not. It's really not right to probably tell Sidney, hey, can we do like shipping payment on delivery? He did give you the story. It was eight eighty seven. Let's get to uh, listener mail. All right, listener mail. Uh, so yeah, like you said, a lot of people uh, were looking for us in Winnipeg. Joey Dearborn amongst them, Electronic Jordan as well. Thanks, Joey. We, we did have an awesome sign for Jor- from Jordan Patswald, who was at the game last week with, with the Where's Puffy sign. This week, uh, signs shouting out, obviously, myself and Lester, the key members of the awesome. squad. So is, that was is it, awesome. Wait a second. In retrospect, I only met Jordan once holding up his child, holding up the Where's Puffy mm. sign last week. Could Jordan have traveled to Winnipeg and been one of the three people that yelled at me, say hi to Lester and stop? Yes. See that no, because the, the, sign, the sign he took a picture of was in front of his house. So oh. He still could have gone to the game. Who said he couldn't go to the game? All right. Well, we will investigate that and uh, get back to you next people. week. We're going to have a sign. still drive somewhere. Regarding the Where's Puffy sign, Jorg... From Hamburg, Germany, wrote: If someone holds up the sign in Germany, it would be translated to "Where is brothel?" So <laughs> I'm not sure if they're kidding or not, but hey. fair point. That, that's what I wondered. Germany. I wondered if that was a uh, if Jorg was uh, Jorg was making a puffy joke there, or that's an actual translation that a puffy is a brothel in German. Jorg, can you clarify that for I, us? I believe it's pronounced poofy. But yes, okay. it's a perfect sense. You know uh, what? I'll, I'll write my buddy Scott Reynolds. He'll know. For he'll sure. know where the he'll know where the puffies are. There, he'll, he'll send you a long list. <laughs> a list of the puffies. Uh, we are uh, the podcast making people smarter. Uh, if you're ever filling out a crossword puzzle like this one in particular, twenty nine down asks wobbly dish question mark. And of course, Mike Blattman, thanks to our podcast, knew the answer was Aspic. There you go. How about Aspic into uh, Aspic? Do you think because of the Rubber Boots pod that Aspic has gotten into the yeah. general public? It's natural. You yeah. mean the collective conscious of society? I'm saying yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When I think Rubber Boots, I think Aspic. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> At least the front half of that. Uh, there is also uh, Greg Lockhart commenting <laughs> on hey, our uh, Rouges last our, our Rouge talk last week. He said he ref the game this year where a team won a positioning a position a playoff position, I guess, by punting it through to go up by one with forty seconds left. So it does happen. Right. Legit play, yeah. smart move. I want a championship. Guys. Yeah, I just, like, when you cross over the. You know, fifty yard line. Why don't you just start booming it through the end zone? Just hammer it through. Just hammer it through. It's a weapon. I can't yeah, remember which weapon. game it was this weekend. It was either the Eastern or Western final, but one of the in one of those games, there was an attempt for a field goal which went wide, but it went through the end zone, so they got a point. I think it was the Hamilton yes. game. Um, yeah. So yeah, great strategy. Crazy. How great games, by the way. You know, I love. First of all, I love all football, so I, I'm really bothered by people that are like. Uh, you know, who cares about the CFL, big NFL fans? And there are probably more of those in Southern Ontario that are like that than the rest of the country. But um, there are some. That bothers me. 
Um, because if you like football, you should love any. There are bad games in the NFL. There's bad games in the CFL. I don't mind if you right. like the NFL more. But, but exactly to your point, though, can you not? I can point. Out, I love football in general. I can point out what I feel are weaknesses in both games. Yeah, like and you're not, but you're no. and you're allowed to love the NFL yeah. more, uh, and you're allowed to love the CFL more in the NFL. Hundred hundred percent. But I just hate the people that are like, you know, the CFL should be dead. Yeah, NFL they act like it's not a real league or yeah, something. Come on, that's, come the on. Most, that's just ridiculous. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, so, that's very disrespectful. And I love the NFL. Stupid is way, what it but is. But I, I would just say this: if you want to make, you can make fun of the CFL all you want about rouges or whatever. I don't remember. I don't think in the history of CFL someone's ever gone two for three passing, or was it three for four? Two for three. Four. Oh yeah, yeah, I thought it was two for three. I think it was two for three, <laughs> and won a football game. <laughs> Two for three passes. Game management. That's well, insane. that'd be a lot harder, Jimmy. That'd be a lot insane. harder to do in a three-down game, though. Yeah, it would be. But that—that's you know. insane. Uh, uh, good on the Patriots, but that's nuts. Yeah. Are we done? Are we done? Uh, we're almost yeah. done. We have one more listener mail regarding uh, TV shows to watch. Check out Only Murders in the Building on Disney Plus. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, mystery comedy, one season so far. So. Nice. Well, dude, looks good. Looks good. I love. I love Steve Martin. That's it. I would like. I would like you guys uh, a gentle homework assignment. No immediate deadline over the holidays. I I, I said this on our chat this week, but uh, I watched the um, Kevin Hart Wesley Snipes show called True Story, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to watch it. And it, I it, it was very reminiscent of Puffy and my relationship. Hmm. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I want you to watch it and see if it echoes if it echoes uh, our relationship as much as uh, as I think it does. Am I, the Kev- Am I the Kevin Hart character? No, you're the Wesley Snipes character. I'm just kidding. I, I don't want you to be offended by it because uh, you know yeah. Wesley Snipes is Wesley Snipes is kind of the the loser brother. I don't mean you know, not the loser part. I know what you're, you're not, saying. You're definitely, you're definitely not a loser. It's yeah, more, not the and I am definitely not, of course, you know, I'm not Kevin Hart, but, uh, you know, people get killed and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of, it echoes some of our road trips. Yes. What did I just say? Yeah, that's All right. Uh, we got to go. We'll see you next week on the road. Oh, oh, I, I, I got one, one thing. I have one thing as well. You go first. Go ahead. Okay. I have a, a g- gambling uh, story from last night. Um, I did quite well in the football game. I bet the ender. Um, and, uh, so I, um, took my, uh, winnings and I was sort of going through the bets and I stumbled across, uh, esports and have you ever gambled on esports? Like you can literally gamble on two guys playing video games. Mm -hmm. They were playing FIFA soccer and I in-gamed 50 bucks on a tie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh and, god and and it was one one and like i'm watching them play video like video game soccer and i'm like See, well they're not gonna score and the scored in the 88th minute to win the game oh and i'm like this is so dangerous because i was like i was like looking at other games i'm like i can't i, 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 turn I feel we should have a phone number underneath puffy right now just going across it's, the screen wow but it's crazy how you can gamble on two dudes well, so playing video games. I, I discovered this up. at the at the beginning of the uh, pandemic when there was no sports on. 
that is what I did. I never went as much as 50 large. And the other thing I noticed, I realized was these guys could be either in the same room or at least communicating with each other and whoever runs the sports book. And given yeah. on what people have bet until that point, they could very easily just be like, okay, uh, player two, we need you to score. Yeah, the easiest match, match fixing I, ever. Yeah, sure, 100%. So. And yet you went you went uh, 50 large. I'm going to probably nice. do it again. I like that. I like hey, that. He, wanted, he wants some money. He wanted to let it ride. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yonder was uh, a good play, though. I, uh, I This may have been on TSN. I was flicking around the other day, and I, I saw a competitive drone racing. Oh, yeah. And, I've seen that. And so it's basically the video game thing. These kids are sitting. looks like eSports but they're controlling drones and it's inside an arena or a football stadium and they have a course. So they have these circles they have to fly through. So it's like F1, but they're drones and they're being run by like 18 year old kids and they're unbelievable. These guys are really good. Yeah. J- Jimmy, aren't you doing, thing. aren't you doing trade deadline day with those guys? For the drone league? <laughs> drone <laughs> deadline day. Um, uh, I, I just I wanted to say, uh, you know, uh, before we, we close up here, we, we've always been uh, very cognizant of our colleagues and, and what's going on with our colleagues. But uh, Brian Williams uh, retired uh, last week. Yes. Uh, you know, somebody who uh, I met, actually, I was doing a gig. Uh, he was still at CBC at the time. And I met him on the gig and I talked to him. I told him I was with TSN and we spoke quite a bit in that. And then he came to TSN and I met him again. So we're in the hallway. Quick story. And. I'm with I'm with uh, Brian and whatnot, and Stu comes up and he says, "Stu, Stu, do you know do you know Lester? He's he sings like a bird. He sings like a bird. He's got a great voice. <laughs> so supportive of me." But anyway, we, we talked several times about a lot of things, including you know Brian was a big champion of race relations and and, and equality and everything, and uh, just a super guy. So I wanted to make sure I publicly thanked him for for all his time with TSN and quite frankly his contribution to the Canadian broadcasting industry. So there we go. Well said, as always, Lester. Um, I was probably going to talk about it next week because we're doing a big goodbye on the Grey Cup, uh, oh. where I'm doing. Got the stuff. I'm doing an interview. No, it's all good. Doing an interview with Brian, and we're running a feature. But uh, he's uh, he's he's one of a kind. You're right, like absolute legend to do 14 Olympic Games, and I get to watch him uh, every Grey Cup Sunday because I'll be hosting, but he comes in and throws to some features, and uh, we'll interview the commissioner and things like that. And I learned a lot from the guy because he. First of all, he like gets to his desk a couple hours early, which I like to do now. And he rehearses, like he rehearses out loud, which is something I don't do. I kind of mumble to myself. But he rehearses out loud, which is really disconcerting if you're sitting there. Because he'll be he'll like do his questions and it'll be like, Ryan Williams here with the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi. Uh, commissioner, uh, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? What do you think? What do you think? How do you feel? James, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you think? He's just, <laughs> it's, uh, but he, that's the way he plays itself out, and he's always perfect on television. Yeah. So, uh, uh, as you said, a really good man, legendary broadcaster, and uh, we wish him all the if best. If you could sum him up in one word, I think it'd be professional. Just a constant professional all the way around. Absolutely. If you Absolutely. could sum up this podcast in one word, it wouldn't be that. <laughs> we'll see you Maybe next, next time on the Rubber Boots Podcast brought to you by BetSafe.com. What was that last thing you added? It was interesting. What, what the hell was it? Uh, a supply what teacher killed the lights and did a karaoke what? version oh, of yeah. Britney Spears Toxic. What's wrong with the, Why would we get fired for that? Or kicked well, out? It's Texas to start. So, you know, you're, you're safer off shooting a student than singing in front of one. <laughs> Thank you.
what to get this girl for Christmas. I don't know what to get you. I don't know what you need. No idea what to buy you. There very well could be nothing from me out of your Christmas tree. I've been looking through the flyers. I tried to do it all online. I broke down and went to the mall and checked every shelf. Everything I bought was for myself. No, no, and I can't shop for you this Christmas. I'm just wasting my time. Jingle bells are caving in on me. I knelt down and asked the Lord for help from above. Maybe I can find you some socks and some gloves. I can't, I can't shop for you this Christmas. I'm just wasting my time. I can't shop for you, baby. Can't stand waiting in Dread December. December, but everything will be alright. You'll see, 'cause you'll get kisses and cuddles, embraces and hugs. You'll have to settle for my love, 'cause you'll get kisses and cuddles, embraces and hugs. You'll have to settle for my love, 'cause you'll get kisses and cuddles, embraces and hugs. You left the cell phone, my. You left the cell phone, my love.